0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Well, welcome to this week in daily Star Trek news. Today is Saturday, September 11th, 2021. Coming up on the show today, I've got all of the big announcements from Star Trek Day 2021, including the first full trailer for Prodigy, New Characters, and Strange New Worlds, Discoveries Season 4 premiere date, and a new Picard Season 2 trailer and release date. I'm also bringing you news of a new Reading Rainbow documentary, where you can download the series Bibles from classic Star Trek, and there's a new initiative from the Roddenberry Foundation that's looking forward to the next 100 years uh, in Star Trek and Star Trek fandom. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month of counseling at BetterHelp.com forward slash D-S-T-N. Let's get started, right? So this week was Star Trek Day, and uh, it did overshadow a little bit of what was happening this week, but it's a really big deal. So Star Trek Day um, is the new marketing version (laughs) of the anniversary of Star Trek first appearing on our screen. So September 8th, 1966 was the premiere of The Man Trap. Um, And so 55 years later, uh, here we are. Um, the last couple of years of uh, Paramount Plus, Viacom CBS have put on a Star Trek Day event. They also mirror it in the spring with First Contact Day. Uh, and it's just, it's basically a special event celebrating all things Star Trek. And it's also where they typically roll out new announcements, all the information that you need to know about stuff that's upcoming. Now, last year in 2020, um, can't remember if it was the first year but I do remember that it was all virtual and that was a really big deal because we were really in the height of the pandemic at the time. This year I was really pleased to see that they were able to do it uh, live uh, in person as a sort of a red carpet event and sort of an evening gala um, that did make it difficult for some of the fans who live uh, overseas uh, in Europe because it meant that it was running really late at night. Uh, But for those of us who lived on the West Coast, it was actually pretty convenient because it was after work. Uh, Now, the event took place at the Skirball Cultural Center in L.A., uh, and this actually has some significance. So the Skirball Cultural Center is the new home of the Star Trek Exploring New Worlds exhibit. Uh, which uh, if you've listened to me for the last several years, uh, you'll know that that was an exhibit that started um, a few years back uh, at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, Washington. Uh, After it closed there, it actually went on tour and it was in Detroit for a while, And it was just getting ready to come back to Los Angeles uh, when the pandemic hit. And, of course, the the Skirball Cultural Center was closed along with everything else. Uh, And it's been delayed. I believe if it's not open yet, it's opening soon. So if you're in the L.A. area, you'll be able to go and uh, see that interactive exhibit. Um, But, yeah, that's the, the, the significance of the Skirball Cultural Center and the venue for the Star Trek Day event. Now, the Star Trek Day event was a big I think, three and a half hour long um, big Thing. Um, and I you can still watch the whole stream if you go to star trek.com slash day. They're still, they're basically replaying the stream on a loop. Um, you can't, uh there's no controls over it, so you can't skip forward or back. But uh, if you wanted to watch the entire event, you can do that. And the reason that you might want to do that is actually because the sort of interstitials that they had between the panels were really, really good. So they had some Star Trek stars from years past talking about their series and why they were significant and why they loved them and then they had jeff russo and the star trek orchestra uh, playing all of the uh, either theme tunes or music f- inspired by um the uh, different series and it was uh, it was really inspirational and um well i mean the whole thing was set out because they want to make you love star trek even more than you already do <laughs> And I personally, I think they were really successful in that. But, right, (laughs) everybody wants to know what was in the panels. So uh, let's uh, talk. I'm going to cover four panels. I'm not going to cover everything today. There was a Lower Decks panel in the middle, uh, but it wasn't really anything new. We're talking about uh, Lower Decks is currently on. They did drop a new mid-season trailer uh, with some fun things to look forward to in the second half of uh, season two which is currently airing so if you want to have a look at that you can see that on paramount plus's youtube channel that's where that trailer is so we're not going to talk about that panel but i will talk about the other four and we're going to start with (laughs) star trek prodigy so, we do have a release date, and that was one of the things that I was hoping to see from Star Trek Day. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy will premiere this October 28th, that's October 28th of 2021. Uh, they dropped news of the premiere date and the full trailer, the full official trailer for uh, Star Trek Prodigy uh, was part of that panel. Now, just over a week ago, fans got a brief glimpse into the upcoming series when they released the main title sequence and the theme music but this trailer brings you a lot more information. So you get to meet the cast, uh, you get to see the protostar in flight, uh, and you know you get to hear their voices and experience uh, Captain Janeway coming and uh, introducing herself to them. Also, there's a pew pew button. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a wonderful trailer. Go and watch it. It's got me very, very excited. Um, And uh, really looking forward to that October 28th premiere date, not the 21st, like some people thought. That means we've got a break between Lower Decks. There's one week and then Star Trek Prodigy is premiering on Paramount Plus on October 28th um, and October 29th internationally, generally speaking. Right. So that was Star Trek Prodigy. And I'm going slightly out of order, but I'm going in excitement order, because the next one is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And that this series is possibly the most hotly anticipated of any of the new Star Trek series, uh, because it's supposed to be the one that harkens back most closely to the original series in terms of its episodic content, its bright colors, and of course, we're back on the Enterprise no bloody A, B, C, or D. Now, ever since the announcement of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Fans and pundits alike have had the burning question, would any other legacy characters be joining the ones we already knew about? Pike, Spock, and number one. And we finally got an answer uh, with, it's not quite a trailer, but it is an introduction of some new characters. uh, The actors we already knew about, but we didn't know who they were playing. And now we do. So the six new cast members that we already knew about, they are now, uh, announced as playing younger versions of Uhura, nurse chapel dr. Mbenga those are the new legacy characters coming on um, and then we've also got uh, a couple more as well so we've got a uh, Hammer, who is likely to be an anar so an Andorian subspecies uh, I'm not as familiar with them but they are part they were introduced in enterprise Uh then we've also got uh, Lieutenant Erica Ortegas, played by Melissa Navia, and La'an Nunian Singh, uh, who's being played by Christina Chong. And um, we we'll, let me just come back to them in a second. I'm just going to put a pause on that because I want to talk about the the other main characters first. So um, probably the biggest gasp of the night <laughs> was the reveal that Celia Rose Gooding, who by the way I mispronounced her name earlier but her name mispronounced Celia. Celia Rose Gooding is playing the character of Neota Ohura, cadet Neota Ohura. Um, that was probably the biggest gasp of the night, that was extremely exciting. But then they revealed that Jess Bush is going to be playing Nurse Chapel. And of course that's significant because Nurse Chapel was played by Majel Bear in the original series. And we've got number one, so potentially we've got two Majel Barrett characters. uh, And we know that they're both sharing scenes as well. So that's really exciting. Uh, And then Babs Lesimokun is playing Dr. Mbenga. um, And of course, uh, no word if we're playing, if if Dr. Boyce will be there. And uh, there's been a a lot of uh, folks on Twitter, I've noticed, have said, okay, fine. So who's the chief engineer? We don't know yet, so... Well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out soon. But anyway, let's talk about these uh, new, new characters. So we've got uh, Hammer, who's anar, uh, And uh, canonically speaking, I believe, uh, uh, like I said, I'm not super familiar. Canonically speaking, they are a blind subspecies. Um, and the actor who plays Hammer is uh, Bruce Horak, who himself is legally blind. So it's uh, that's a great bit of representation, again, from the Star Trek franchise. Um, Also, Erica Ortega is played by Melissa Navia. She uh, looks like a um, a, a navigator or somebody who works at the con. I'm not 100% sure about that. But then there's another controversial, not controversial, but somebody who caught the internet's attention. Um, And that is Christina Chong plays La'an Nguyen-Singh, that's spelled L-A apostrophe A-N Nguyen-Singh. Uh, notably, uh, the same last name as Khan Nunyan Singh, although I would note uh, being a pedant that I am that Laan Nunyan Singh's uh, name is hyphenated, and Khan Nunyan Singh's was not. but that may be <laughs> that may be neither here or that nor there, but um, you know, it's uh, worth noting. Uh, there is an implication that there might be a connection to Khan, but they, in the in the announcement and in the panel, nobody said anything about that, so we don't know. Right. So that was the big news from um, Strange New Worlds. Uh, they did not indicate when that's going to happen, but we will come back to dates in a little bit. Um, based on uh, when everything else is happening, the likelihood is that Strange New Worlds could be coming late spring or summer of 2022. Right, so moving on to Star Trek Discovery. So there's not a huge amount of new information that we didn't already know about Star Trek Discovery season four. However, they did announce the release date, the, the premiere date, and this was a little surprising to me so the release date for star trek discovery season four is going to be november eighteenth, twenty 2021 which means that it will run concurrently with star trek prodigy that actually surprised me i expected i expected discovery to come later than prodigy to avoid the conflict um, but you know they are two pretty different demographics so that's fine uh, probably don't watch discovery with your kids they don't have a great track record of being family friendly. I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the big news out of uh, Star Trek Discovery season four. We've also got a new uh, still image of Commander, <laughs> almost did it, Captain Burnham uh, in, in the captain's chair, it uh, looks like on the Discovery, but she's also sporting a new uniform, a new red uniform um, which possibly is some spoilers. It's hard to say, probably they just did a a costume change. So we'll see. So like I said, there was no real new information about that, but they did drop the, um, I'm sure that we're gonna hear more about that uh, in the coming weeks. And you can expect that once again, November 18th, 2021. Right. The one that surprised me this time was star trek picard season two now um we've know obviously we've known that it's in production but i was not expecting to see a trailer and i was pleasantly surprised and uh we some of it we kind of had a hint of but the trailer is absolutely rocking so um let's uh let's start at the beginning so uh during the Star Trek Day celebration, uh, not only was it confirmed that Star Trek Picard was picked up for a third season, but they also premiered a trailer for season two. Now, while it has been known for a while that a Q played by John Delancey would make an appearance, we now know that Q reminds Picard that the trial never ends. That, of course, is referencing the Star Trek The Next Generation season one episode Encounter at Farpoint. So, uh, We then start off hearing Picard's housekeeper, Laris, the Romulan, uh, from season one. Uh, She's wondering off screen whether Picard has been seeking or running. And then it's revealed that Q has changed the past and the world has become a totalitarian nightmare. That's a direct quote, totalitarian nightmare. So then we're seeing Jerry Ryan played by Seven of Nine. She hasn't got her Borg implants. They decide to travel to the past um and I'm not entirely sure how they do that but it has something to do with the Borg Queen who we did get to see in the trailer so it was just announced last week that anywhere she would be playing the Borg Queen and we've actually got to see her in action um, and they're coming back to our time now I mean they're <laughs> they're pulling a they're pulling a Star Trek 4 the one with the whales right we, we knew from some of the key art where they were showing what looked to be modern-day Los Angeles, we knew from the key art that that was likely to happen. But this is the first time we've really seen it in action. So we've got uh, car chases and and cops and uh, some really great bickering between Rafi and Seven of Nine, who we saw at the end of the last season are sort of going to be a couple now. Um, and uh, it's basically Picard saying, we've got to get home. We have to fix things and get home. So I'd highly recommend that you go and watch the trailer. Of course, all of these panels now are available on Paramount Plus's YouTube channel. Uh, if you want, uh, as I'm recording this, they were not yet on a playlist there, but we, I put a playlist on the Daily Star Trek News YouTube channel that you can go through all those all of the five panels. Uh, Also, all of the trailers and everything, head to the Paramount Plus YouTube channel, everything's on there, and I highly recommend that you watch it all because it was just a packed day full of news, and um, I think if you are a Star Trek fan and this current lot of development excites you, uh, you're going to be even more excited. Right, so that is the news from Star Trek Day. I've got a couple more stories that I want to tell you about um, before uh, before I go today, but I do need to bring you a word from our sponsor and that's BetterHelp. Uh, So, okay, (laughs) 2020 was really hard and I already talked about, you know, we had to make a lot of changes, including Star Trek Day uh, to accommodate, you know, things that happened in the pandemic. Um, 2021 is also shaping up to be pretty hard. Uh, It's a unique and fun version (laughs) of uh, you know of modern times now all of us um, myself included and I don't know if any of you will um, resonate with this but all of us are under a lot of pressure Um, some of us are still doing it alone and I wanted to make sure that you recognize you don't have to do it alone you do have options and one of them is BetterHelp, so I'll explain to you what that is. Uh, BetterHelp, it's an online counseling service, and what they do is they match you with a licensed professional therapist um, in a way that hopefully works for you. So they have options online; um, they have um, so they have the web interface and the app that you can message your counselor whenever you want. You can also set up uh, video or phone appointments, um, it, just you know, to work out. Um, a relationship with your counselor that works for you. Uh, and they have specialists in a number of different areas, and they will ask you about you to start and then match you with somebody who who will be able to help you best. Uh, they they tackle everything from like sleep issues to LGBT or family issues or anger management, all of that. Um, and you know, if, if anything happens and you need to change your counselor for any reason, it's free and it's easy to do so. So, um, I joined better help when I did that. I did that online, but I also use, uh, the app to message my counselor. Um, and if, There are other options available, but I would recommend that you check out BetterHelp uh, as one of those options. And if you do want to try BetterHelp, then because you're a daily Star Trek news listener slash watcher, you can do that uh, with a discount on your first month. So if you visit BetterHelp.com forward slash DSTN, you can get a discount of 10% off your first month of counseling. Um, This service has helped over a million people take charge of their mental health. So uh, yeah, today visit betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. And a big thanks to them for supporting today's show. All right. So three stories left and they're all pretty cool, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll go through them. Uh, So it's not all about you know what's coming up. Especially if you're a big Star Trek fan, you might be also looking to the past and what your favorite stars are doing today. And one of those uh, people who has been in the press a lot recently is LeVar Burton. Um, and this week, we had an announcement that his show, Reading Rainbow, who, like, everybody knows Reading Rainbow, uh, it's going to be the subject of a new documentary. So let's see, comicbook.com this week reported that XTR Film Studio is producing a documentary called Butterfly in the Sky with uh, being directed by Bradford Thomason and Brett Whitcomb. So Whitcomb said uh, that Reading Rainbow was his window into the big city and diverse cultures and inspired him in his life. And uh, uh, Thomason said that more than any show on television, Reading Rainbow reflected the color, the cultures that surrounded me. I devour books to this day, and I know Reading Rainbow had a hand in that." Now, uh, just to give you a little history on Reading Rainbow, that aired for 26 years on PBS um, between 1983 and 2009. Um, There was even a crossover episode, kind of, with Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, It's a a big impactful thing and also, you know, helped LeVar Burton in his career and, and brought him to Star Trek. You can find out more about that upcoming documentary. Once again, it's called Butterfly in the Sky. They've got the story about that on comicbook.com. Okay, more older Star Trek stuff now. And uh, I'm sure that all of you have heard of the Star Trek Bibles. Uh, These are not like, these are not Bible Bibles. (laughs) Uh, These are the, uh, the, uh, the writer's guides for the old Star Trek series. And... Uh, this is now going back a, a little bit over a week or so, but Star Trek.com published all of the uh, writer's guides from, I, let me see if I have a list. Uh, yep, yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Voyager and Enterprise. They've got a PDF version of all of the writer's guides, uh, the writer's guides from all of those series and you can download them, which of course I did um, immediately. There are some wonderful things in there. If you are into Star Trek pedantry and you are interested in finding out, you know, all the guidelines that they gave to the writers to who were writing these shows, uh, definitely go and download them immediately. They're all on StarTrek.com. And then finally today, I just wanted to tell you about uh, a new campaign from the Roddenberry Foundation. And there's a really, there's a good video on Rod Roddenberry's Twitter feed. You should go and check that out. The Roddenberry Foundation has announced a new campaign to celebrate the legacy of Star Trek creator, Gene Roddenberry. Uh, According to their announcement, the Boldly Go campaign calls on Star Trek fans and citizens around the world to submit photos and videos describing their hopes for the next 100 years it's paying homage to Star Trek's message that we can work together to build a better future. Uh, So it's not just the foundation working on their own, they're working with technology company Otoy and digital artists. They're going to combine those submissions into a piece of artwork that's going to be made available to the public and auctioned for charity. And uh, also, (laughs) here's the cool part, I want to make sure I get it right, the foundation is also partnering with satellite company, Planet, to etch the campaign's artwork onto a network of their satellites that are being launched into space in 2022. Uh, and they, it's saying it's the first instance of a space-based art installation. So uh, during the, there's a, there one of the panels that happened on Star Trek Day was the Legacy of Star Trek panel, and that included Rod Roddenberry, um, he, uh, talked a little bit about the campaign and uh, it's definitely worth a listen if you would like to submit or if you would like to learn more about it you can do so uh, check out the hashtag hashtag 100 on social media and you can also find out more at uh boldlygo 100 that's 100.org Okay, well, that's it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder that if you're listening to this on the podcast, you should come and join us on YouTube for extra chat and extra fun, um, including my my favorite segment, uh, Show and Tell, which this week is Star Trek Online themed. Now, remember, you can find all of this week's stories, including both the ones that I've covered on the show and also a whole lot more on dailystartreknews.com. And, of course, if you're missing your daily fix, uh, please sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. That's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. You get all the stories every day, so you will never miss anything. Anyway, thanks for listening. This show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. We were sponsored today by BetterHelp. You can get 10% off your first month of counseling at betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. I'll be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.